upon Sarah. Okay, so these are the Monopoly kids. Yes. This yep. is the this is the crayon girl from the beginning of the movie. Yep. Sarah. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Which was this? 84, 82 is the Terminator? Uh, 84. I don't remember. You you could be right, it's 82, but but it was like on the earlier side of the 80s, yeah. Yeah. He's good in the last uh, yeah, uh, Terminator movie. That oh, was Fury. a terrible film. That was a terrible Yeah, but she was, she was good in it. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, she that did it. Good, it wasn't a good movie, but she got this. He kicked ass, and she was, like, kind of the center of the film. I liked Terminator Genesis. Many people did not. I thought it was really action-packed and good. Oh, look, so, all right, so check this out. So there's all these murders, kids draw murders, and he's like, huh, he <laughs> who walks behind the rose. What about the murder pictures above it and to the right? That nah, don't have time for it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. His eyes. Yeah, there's a guy with a knife in his head <laughs> now. Yeah. He's just like, oh, whatever. Nice yeah. museum. I guess they didn't have any room on the refrigerator, so they had to put the paintings in this room. Sarah Connor. No, I'm just Sarah. The Sarah. Sarah of the corn. Looks like Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. No, not in this. I'm Vicky. I'm Vicky in this film. She's like a badass in the last one. She's got like a motorcycle jacket and a motorcycle. Yeah. She's got like goggles and she's all let's go let's ride <laughs> now she draws pictures that predict the future and she's gonna draw a picture of uh vicky getting hauled away by the you know the kids but we don't see that until after it happens i think it would have been much better in the script if we saw it before oh much better for bert and uh her if they saw it now Vic victoria because she does see it ahead of them kidnapping her, and she goes, what is this? But we, as an audience, don't see the picture till after. They didn't make a big deal out of the picture. But they do the horror thing where, like, the, all the kids know they're coming. You know, like, the victims don't know, realize that everyone's been waiting for them to show up. And they show up, and they all, you know, like, what, what, who are you? And they're like, yeah, we knew, we knew when Advance were coming, so... You're right. This is one of those films. That, uh, Job and Sarah do know that. Well, the kids, too. Isaac was like, these kids are coming. According to this crayon picture, these kids, these they're driving a yellow <laughs> car with a happy sun above them. That's right. And happy corn stalks. And happy corn stalks and little bees. This we can't have. Right. Little bees. Cute. <laughs> the nice, beautiful. Oh, and then, like, rip bloody knives and smiling waitresses i think the waitress might be rebecca right there's a girl who later on who like attacks them yeah she's got curly hair and the her attack at the way end of the film was tacked on it was never in the script the director's like we need something more we need a one last punch we need one last scare and they right. just wrote it they had the terminator pop up out of like he thought he was dead and he comes back out so he's like, you stay here with her. I'll go find – he says he's going to town hall to find a phone or something. But he never goes to town hall. He goes to the no, school. He does. I think he does go to town hall. He wasn't in the, in the school? No, that's, I think that's the municipal building. He walks out and it says town hall. Okay. Oh, it says it? Oh. Okay. We'll have to check for sure. 
It's coming right up. What a lousy record player. I, uh, y- yeah. <laughs> Didn't need to hand it down. What, did you ever have a record player where it was spin, even though you don't have the needle? Well, the handle's yeah. at rest. It's just not play. There were those cheap record players in which it was, yeah, it didn't sense it from the, the arm. You know, you had to just turn it on with the, yeah. with the toggle. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. It's a kid's one. Oh, yeah. For old-timey kids. Like 1950s. <laughs> Look at her dress. It is like that. Oh, I'm going to draw. Look at this. Like, people with a gun. See? See? Galen's. All right. Galen's school. Strange. It doesn't make any sense. He said he was going to the municipal building. But he's looking for the kids. What the hell are all those corn stalks doing everywhere? Oh, man. This looks like Montclair High School. These guys have had three years since the initial killing of the adults to, like, fuck around and put right, corn stalks Right. Everywhere. They go to all the towns. So now he's left the school. So maybe he ends up at the municipal. He goes to the church, right? And then all these little There's blood rats. Rebecca. Children of the village of the dam. Creepy little kids. Malachi's coming with the sickle. The Linda Hamilton. That sickle got so much play. I think that's probably why there's so many sequels. It just kind of clicked. Makes me sickle. Yeah, in all the ad, um, in all the ads, you would always see the sickle against the corn husks. Right, because they'll say "children of the corn." You go, "Oh, that sounds creepy," and then there'll be like a sickle. You're like, "Oh, yikes! You need a sickle <laughs> to cut corn." I didn't realize it could be used as a weapon, except for the Grim Reaper, I guess. He didn't. He doesn't have a sickle. He's a specter. And the Soviet flag. Yeah, he's got right. He's got another harvesting tool, but it's. Super long, right? right. And it's That's what he reaps. He reaps yeah. souls. Oh, reaps. Yeah, so he's the reaper. He's reaping he not wheat. It's Oh, look both ways before crossing the street. <laughs> Even though nobody lives there. So that's not like Hal Roach Studios where they shot like all these uh silent movies. Uh no, there were three towns in Iowa. Uh, I have the locations here somewhere, and um, there were some in ca- in California. Uh, all these little kids are all like. There's only a dozen kids, but they're all like right where the cameras are. Yup, they used them. Here it is. It's Hornick, Iowa, Whiting, Iowa, Salix, Iowa, oh, wow. and Sergeant Bluff, Iowa. So maybe he's in the municipal building now. He is. He is this town hall. Here comes See, Joe. Notary. I guess the phone doesn't work. Now he's going to have that, like, psychic experience when he knows that Vicky's uh, in trouble. There's Joe checking him out. Right, so Vicky's like a mile away, and the kid he needs is right behind him. And then he's going to say, I have to go a mile. Oh, and there's the kid I need. Let's go. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It, it isn't time for the kid. Oh, they really defaced that town hall. They had three years of, of fucking around. Right, that's right. What else are you going to do as a kid? Well, I mean, they must have oil paint other than crayons to <laughs> paint the painting so well. So Linda's like, I mean, uh, 
Vicky's Vicky. like, what are you drawing? I drew you. Let me see. And then she goes, what is this? You know, she's like scared by the picture or, or disgusted maybe. But we as an audience should see it now before it happened. Like, look at that. Well, this is the first time they realize he's been drawing murder paintings. Oh, that's why there's murder paintings on the wall. <laughs> now he's drawing I murder paintings. Uh-oh. Oh, they hear somebody. And it's Malachi and crew. I don't want to subscribe to Grit Magazine. <laughs> We've come to set you free. Okay, here he is. He's going to have his... Like, he said to Linda, you're safe. It's a weird, but you're safe. Something like that. And then he's going to hear that over and over and go, she's in trouble. Run back. Did they really, these kids, paint no false blood gods in blood? No Not blood. Well, yeah. And they, they paint... use the blood of cops. These kids are sick. Yeah, they are. This guy would go on to have... Uh, other success, but he would never outlive his performance here. So scary. As a matter of fact, one time, Isaac freaked out a lady. Uh, they were in a restaurant with friends, and this lady, like, freaked out when she saw Isaac and ran out really? of the diner or the restaurant. That sounds and, like you when you were a kid. And then she came back in a little later and talked to the manager and said she wanted her seat moved, her, her and her girlfriend's move to another location where they couldn't see Isaac. Really? Now, just, that, you see the lamp, she just, that there lamp. There no was, cord. There, there were no blanks. Cords. There were, those were blanks. Oh, yeah, because there was no uh, cord attached to the wall. When she That's right. It? You're not going to have a loaded lamp thrown at a guy. Uh-oh. Good acting. She does a good job here, uh, the little girl. Oh, Linda Hamilton's feet. I'm not doing this movie anymore. Oh, the hell you are. That little girl would go on to become a psychologist and be a teacher in a college. She got a PhD. Nice. Yeah. She was also on Full House, and she reprised that role on Fuller House. She was on a lot of stuff uh, as a little girl, and then she just said, I'm going to college. Right. Bella Connor. Children of the Corn. So, so Children of the Corn was like 84, now, and then the wait, sequel was 93. Did you see how we just saw the picture, though? Yeah, the, that's right, finally. Right, so that's the thing. They missed an opportunity there. They didn't show us as the audience with, like, creepy music, creepy music, like, she predicted it! I think it was a waste of opportunity. Now, this, we, this scene we learned, don't shake the baby. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, when it comes to children actors, you should just... Oh, so is she dead? No, she's being sacrificed. She's it's Midsummer all over again. Midsummer. Midsummer. Now he's learning, like, he who walks behind the corn is, like, angry at Malachi for killing the old man. and uh... Don't you recognize Malachi from Back to the Future? Yep, he was in it, yep. He had, like, a Davy Crockett hat, beaver cap. See, he Maybe. would never go on to do another role in which he was a big deal. He would go on to do roles like that. You know, he would be in films. Yeah, good for him. Last night I met a guy like that. Um, 
his his name was Lenny, and he, you know, I he was in a bunch of mil- movies, you know, but he was always like that. He's a working actor. You really don't know him, but you know him when you see him on screen. Right. That's what well, Malachi would go on to do. That's cool because he has such a unique look as a kid. It's nice yeah. to see that. Scary looking. Not necessarily scary looking. He kind of looks like Fraggle from Hard Bodies. He was in Hard Bodies. He was? Yeah, He's I Fraggle. Can't... That's where I know this guy. He's Fraggle okay. from Hard Bodies. You remember I told you that I printed out uh, the cast and one page? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's on that page. So we watched Hard Bodies 2, which is famously not I, nothing to do with the first one other than the characters of the first one. Uh, the second one is they're filming a teen sex comedy in Italy, and the name of the characters are the name of the characters from the first movie. Right. <laughs> and the actors kind of mix and match. You can't really tell what's real or not. But look yeah, at this. So this is open yeah. for him like a door like Moses parting the Red Sea that must have put some budget in that and now it's going to close so the corn's saying you know he who walks behind the corn saying come on in buddy yeah gotcha the Twin Peaks shit so he is off to find Vicky because he now realizes they took her oh in the, in the field now in a Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. 
Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. The best barbecue in San Francisco and free comedy? Come get messy with the sauce every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue at 3149 Mission Street, just past Cesar Chavez. Hilarious Bay Area stand-up comics, amazing smoked meats, and $5 cans of standard deviant brew. This neighborhood gym is a bizarre and fun weekday night treat with free comedy to tickle your ribs. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue. Reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite to let us know you're coming to laugh. Hey kids, it's your pal Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, bested Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value. And the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not, true entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to who's that live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio.fm. Here in .sf. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. 
With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That That's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Back in public schools. <laughs> in a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy. Laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Whoisthatlive.com. Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that... Who's that? Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows.
considered like an Elvis of Baghdad. Hadi metrbash, hadi metrbash, hadi metrbash. Hadi terbash, hadi terbash, laz. Hadi metrbash, hadi metrbash, dem al laz. What it is, what it is. What it is, you know, they know what it is. We know, y'all know what it is. Ecstatic, there it is. Huh, what it is, you know, we know what it is. They know, y'all know what it is. You know, here it is. What it is, you know, we know what it is. They know, y'all know what it is. You know, here it is. Listen, I got your phobic off of this like arachnids. Drastic, it ain't plastic, it's pro-blackness. Grown man tactics, no pediatrics. The kind of track that make the comeback miraculous. The catalyst, thought with the knack of splashing. I'm dashing, I'm mastered, the craft of mashing. The level-headed thoroughbred, the female's passion. Magnetic attraction, be keeping them asking. The crew's in a Cadillac with the pins grassing. Swerve half-naked, won't come near crashing. But if I go to heaven, would y'all know my name or would it be the same for you like I was Eric Clapton, huh? Clap for your freedom, dog, that's what's happening. My spit take critical political action. The hustle is a puzzle, each piece is a fraction. And every word that's understood is a transaction. I'm a SP soldier, microphone holder. Rep Philly set from Bolivia to Boulder. Paris, France to Tiff and Tioga. How we gonna make it through the dark? I'll show you. Tell you one lesson I learned. If you wanna reach something in life, you ain't gonna get it unless you give a little bit of sacrifice. Sometimes before you smile, you got to cry. You need a heart that's filled with music. If you use it, you can listen. If you want to be kick off the shoe. Jump off the jock, I fly higher than them dudes From off your block, my name black The style is unorthodox It's tab tens of your men's who you thought could box A couple people wanted thought the 
stop, but guess what? what? My man grabbed the list, uh -huh. plug for the gut. Uh -huh. Now next time, BD, stop being such a glut. I'm precise with it like Fahim with haircuts. We up close on them with toast, but no crust. It's fructose on them, they frozen, won't bust. It's joke on your face, your jewels is lackluster. Got to put it to you straight, y'all fools is jacked up. Came close to the utmost, but no cigar. Nose to the grindstone, head to the stars. The number one runner with the number one drummer. Grammy Award winning, it's the world's eighth wonder. Come on. What's up, everybody? You are now tuned into the final hour here on Mimi Radio. My name is The Archivist. Thank you for joining us tonight. You can support Mimi Radio by going to our website, miniradio.fm, click on the donate link, or hit us on Venmo. Our Venmo tag is at Mimi Radio. We love and appreciate all the supporters out there keeping us on the air, bringing you the best music, comedy, news, whatever. Uh, yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Hope you all been having a super fun weekend, but also safe out there. It's been kind of crazy in the city today. I've been seeing a lot of crazy people and shit happening, so everybody stay safe out there, too. No, no one should be getting hurt. We should all be Staying safe, having fun. That's uh, that's the goal right there. Tonight, I got a lot of dope stuff for you. We got some spooky jams. We got some new music. It's going to be fun. I'll be 
tapping in with y'all every now and then to talk about the track list. But uh, I'll start things off right here with this uh, paranoid beat by uh, Cereal for the Kids. This is the final hour. Happy Halloween, fuckers. Yeah. Still hanging like a warhol. 
time. I was in the back seat. I was on the front lines. Smoke cuz he was popping hot shit. Now we on the pro club. So what's up with it? Tell me if it's up. Best stay with it, no, I can't play with it. So, so with it, tell me if it's up, bitch. Can't come with it, then I can't fuck with it. So, so with it, tell me if it's up, bitch. North side with it, so of course sign with it. So, so with it, tell me if it's up, bitch. Can't be fucked with. You feel me, North side? 55th Street. Free patch slip, free Gino. Free beat scrap, free Rio.
they're searching for suspects in an overnight shooting. The man was uh, gunned down in broad daylight. It happened right in front of a community center. Copeland remains one of the most dangerous cities in America. Two people are dead and another injured after an alleged stabbing and shooting in San Francisco's Richmond district. Two teenage girls and a 23-year-old man were killed. The suspect is described as African-American with shoulder-length dreadlocks. He's 18 to 21 years old, 150 pounds, and approximately 5 feet 7 inches tall. We all walking around here, don't even know when we gonna be the victim of a crime. I'm on the way to rag and get to ball and toss my strap for the bigger calling. I like the way she talks and she turns me on with a special concern. Now I'm a different guy and I don't compare to many. But next to her, I'm plain ordinary. Not many can see the light blue aura that surrounds the girl wherever in the world. She's a 9, a 10, a 20, 50. She's bittersweet and a taco treat. She's great. And I like it. Just the way she is. Walking down the avenue. Everybody knows She wreaks distinction from head to toe She's my twilight zone, my Al Capone She's my Rolling Stones and my Eva Perone And I like it Yes, I like it I like it The way she wears her hair, yeah Like a cold in October, she'll take you right over. It's not mean to be facetious. And that look in her eyes says you're the guy she plans to spend this evening with. She's strange. And I like it. And I like it. Just the way Just she the way is. Just the way she is. Walking down the avenue. I like the way she does. 
sandwiches. Yeah. Grind 
it Throwback real quick. Watershed, Ghost Rider, 
Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's dirty. Yeah. Look, I said green light, green light, man, it's time to get it. Do that man right, then you get that 47. Steezy left now, he came back, holy spirit. All them haters, entertainers, just a whole bunch of Cedrics. Hell's fire, scorch hoes, love it when I play it. Dragon Ball's in the mouth, now she's super saying. I'm just playing, baby, nah, but really, I'm just saying all those curves, I ain't scared, but I'm like, goddamn. Back it up, look at me, tell me I'm the man. Roll that strong, take you home, I might let you meet the fans. Blasts in the club, hands up, going hand banging mommies, hot tamales, how I make them do my dance. You say you got bands, but I don't see them though. I hear your lips moving, but I don't hear you talking, that's that fake move. Look, yo, you such a plastic hoe. I'm bringing down the house, you just barely kicking. Those. Yeah, I gotta keep it classy, gotta keep it flashy Wild girls attack me, hold up mommy, my ashes Been through bumpy roads, but I keep that seatbelt fast I'm married to the game till they drop me in the casket Black on black window tinted, I'm a ghost rider Beat the pussy up, chun all nighter Me without, it's like weed without a light Me without a beat, it's like weed without a light Black on black window tinted, I'm a ghost rider Beat the pussy up, chun Just made a crowd go wild with a shitty mic. Never on a pity hype, knowing it's a clock runner. Concrete gets harder in the hot summer. Drying under loss, but I never was feeble. Rocking sandals in the city, you could step on a needle. After that, ain't no telling what's running your bloodstream. Full be cool. Never wonder where you not known. In the puddles under bridges, singing soft poems. You can't inquire if the plot ain't on your watch clone. Cause it could get a lot worse than a lost phone. Look ways for you cross on your walk home <laughs> it's too late you should cab call i don't cat call i dodge fools on bath salts last stop on the 48s where i woke up so what instead of sun rose that's the gold struck black on black window tinted i'm a ghost rider beat the pussy up chun all night me without it's like weed without a light me without a beat is like weed without a light black on black window tinted i'm a ghost rider beat the pussy up chun In a Delphine rental Beanie with a peacoat That's OG Frisco Striking through these red lights We don't read signals But let me hit this weed Before I proceed with you This shit was mainly Moving bass so insanely I had to pack a pistol To get to home safely Alone like AC Moving zones kinda pacey Lil' kid 13 Smoking on the lacy This shit was crazy I'm glad I made it through sane Most didn't make it Couldn't change up to a new lane Or they succumb to devices That help them through pain some ready relocated with a new name. I was bred in this shit, it's in my blue veins. Can't get it out, it's like white drawers and duke stains. Trying to hustle for a bucket in a new chain. I just learned to numb it out like the two drain. And the kids love Wu Tang. Yeah. Big Bang Slang. 
Sipping no mud. Sipping no mud. She ain't calling some blood. Blood. Double cup seal. Filled up to the rim. To the rim. Any paints I got, some on my cell, they just not seal. Take some off that extra. I like extra money. They just shrill. Hit them with the remix. Got them, I just slide for real. Say that budget want some green. You know I filled it with Nyquil. Damn, Charlie, you still don't want you doing when you be out here. Still selling squares. You got bash. You still got them. You still tricking niggas out they cash when you out here. Had to be one of them pussy ass niggas. I am not him. Try to trip me slime out the cash and I got him. Nigga thought that shit was over with till the forehead dropped him. Money, it gon' always get you bitch ass niggas out here. Are you nigga falling for a bitch and slime ball goddamn? Tricks on she gon' sell that pussy whatever about him. Set some up, drop a location where you at. We got him. Nigga walking with them tight pants and he cannot hide him. And my bitch just said he sweet, get wet. We got to try him. East Atlanta zone six nigga, boy, you better not try them. Boy, don't try bitch slime ball. He will have them kill your favorite rapper. Tell your favorite trapper, trapper. On your shooter, favorite shooter. Nigga, I been killing shit way before I was touring. Nigga, way before this rap check. Niggas don't want no smoke. Keep my hoodie on my head. Don't talk, step on shit on goat. Keep them molly with that stick and scope. Plop out it with 30 ho. Everybody know y'all knew they gon' let it go. Let it go. My brothers cross shit out, man. We so cut though. We so cut, Nigga, though. I was never slime my hood. Name me that shit though. Always taking shit though. Yeah. Quit the pull a kick though. Yeah. Graduated home invasion, nigga. No more kick though. Yeah. Slapping with the stick though. Yeah. No money, see what it's him for. Wow. I bet this 7.6 to remind him where the fuck he hit though. Wait, you know we hit real licks though. Yeah. Big licks though. Took so much shit out, they say we ain't shit though. Oof. It's all good, we busting down them chochos. Hunchos. Walked up all them hits and let's rock some up like burrito. burrito. Dip nigga for this cheese, bitch nigga. You don't wanna be a taco. You still tricking niggas out they cash when you out here. Had to be one of them pussy ass niggas. I am not him. Try to trip me slime out the cash and I got him. Nigga thought that shit was over with till the forehead dropped him. Money, it gon' always get you bitch ass niggas Slash some call me Tim, whatever we're calling this show. Not really sure. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Good afternoon, sunny afternoon, y'all. Yes. This time last week we were saying, I hope it's sunny next week. Well, it is, and good stuff. It's we're back to regular old San Francisco. Sam's got her. Uh, Sexy librarian glasses on oh, today. These are more like my hide from the world. No one can see me glasses. Uh, oh, I'll sit in the back of my classes, hiding behind my glasses. Why are we That's hiding we're doing. from the world? Oh, I've had a rough week, but we don't need to talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about Black History Month. No. Let's, <laughs> no. 
Black people have had a rough life. Yeah. I've just had a rough past couple days, so I'm going to deal with that. And yeah. uh, but there's a lot of events and cool stuff happening. Yeah, so what's going on is, so I, um, Livable City is helping sponsor two Black History Month events, obviously, in February. Um, the first one is the Black History Parade that will be in Bayview on uh, February 18th. Sorry, February making 18th. sure we had to change the date. So February 18th, which the parade starts from 10 to noon. Um, and that's going to be on 3rd Street in Bayview. And the parade is going to end at the new beautiful Southeast Community Center. Cool. Which I haven't even been to yet. Um, so big parade with that. We'll have some floats. And then at the Community floats. Center. Who's, who all is um, applying to represent or how does it work? Um, Can people get involved in this? Can they have a float? If they have, well, I think that part or? is, I think we already got enough. Oh, good, good, floats. good, great. We do need spectators. All right. So it'd be nice for people to come. But, um, so it's a lot of people local, like there's a, uh, I think a feline, there, there's a, a couple of dance troops. Cool. Um, there's going to be some local businesses. We're also, I believe, trying to get Reckless SF, which is a youth group that helps with, um, uh, trade skills like with mechanic um, uh, mechanics on cars and stuff like that. Rad. Um, so, but after the parade, um, there'll be festivities and free food and vendors at Ooh. the new community center. Center. So it'll be really nice. And then the uh, at the end of the month for Black History Month in Bayview, um, we will be having a what's cooking which is um, going to be located on Sam Jordan's Way. And for those who don't know who Sam Jordan's is, it is one of the oldest um, black-owned bars in San Francisco cool. since 1959. Ooh. So we're going to be shutting down that street on Gavez Avenue to uh, have a bunch of food vendors, all different types of food. Uh, so it won't just be soul food or there'll be vegan food, there'll be vegetarian, there'll be... Asian food. There'll be all types, and it's also going to have local uh, vendors as well. Cool. And so that's the end of the month. What's that one? It's called, uh, it's called What's Cooking What's on cooking? Sam Jordan's, and that is yeah. also Galvez and 3rd Street. So, cool yeah, that's on February 25th. And then the 26th, which we're not doing, but I'm just promoting, uh, is the Black Joy Parade, which is in Oakland, which is one Ooh. of my other favorites, and that's on uh, the 26th of February. So, Black Joy Parade. Yeah, Hell that's yeah. the one I roller skated in last year. I'm oh, trying to see what? if there if anyone's roller skating this year, because I'd like to do it again. Yeah. But, um. So, yeah, so that's what I've been busy with, and yeah. And are you excited for Black History Month? What's your... Um. Yeah, I am actually... Um. <laughs> But on a political level, um, the state of Florida is trying to take that away with Black History Month. Um, well, the study of uh, Black History or Black Studies. Period. Whoa. Yeah. So that's something that you guys need to that? be paying attention to. I don't understand, but Florida that makes no sense because you can't teach the history of Florida without talking about the people who were I know there right? and the, I mean. Okay. And so how do you talk about, and he didn't the Seminoles bam. Seminoles, the Seminoles, that's like There's a thing from, from, uh, I mean, it's, I know it was the name of a 
sports team and so i didn't but they were people who were like half black half there's indigenous yeah there's a lot of black seminoles yeah indigenous yeah and then i gotta remember it's native american and then also there's a lot of latins in florida so where where else are there black people in latin america the majority of people of black people in this hemisphere are in latin america so what's going on is governor ron de satan who will most likely be running in 2024 as for president correct the guy the guy who wants to wipe the he's, history of and he's, it's not he's even the, history he's the don't say gay ago. guy he's the don't geez. you remember we've talked about wow. him wow. so not only is he anti-lgbt he don't like us colored people either wow. <laughs> this is kind of mind-blowing to me because it's it's we've talked in the past about the whitewashing of history and there are books about mm-hmm. uh how we've taught children and that was one of the issues with my generation is that we called them indians forever and i so, know and it- trying to open our minds and become more woke to the language that we use every day that forwards the patriarchy and forwards like this oppressive war state of the winner s- explains what the history is but you know the facts you can't take away the facts i don't think that's gonna how is that gonna help training children because what is education other than training and we're giving them access it's an to investment it's, it's an investment and it's whatever the education we give them is what's in their brains so if we don't tell them the truth about where they came from and where this country came from and how it was built and even if we're only talking like 300 years ago that we started this shit yeah the country is not even 250 years old we start we what the bicentennial was in 1976 200 years so we're not even at 250 yet right and yet we're we're trying to wash away the history that already happened and the thing (sighs) is like you know instead of illuminating what last year we were talking all about cr uh, or crt which is only taught in universities but what's going on in Florida is a whole dictator fascist state about critical race theory. Yeah, I've heard well, that from the Republicans talking about. Yeah, which teach critical race theory. They think something. they're like, teaching huh? it in elementary. So now you have like uh, we've talked about like these parents who are uh, ban- trying to ban books and all the uh, oh. the. Uh, <laughs> but if we look at history, when you look at banning books, and we look at some of the last people that banned books and that were unsuccessful and did book burnings and the whatnot, we're looking at. We're looking at the the Germans, you know, pre and post pre World War II, really when when the Nazis were taking over and they started burning books. And actually, they did it in the 1950s with Allen Ginsberg. Oh and my God! You they remember did it here. with um um, who's the one? Oh my God! Why am I blanking on him? What was the famous book that uh, Jack Kerouac? It was Kerouac, uh, Allen Ginsberg, Ginsberg, On the Road, all that stuff. Um. It's the popular one that came out in the 1950s, and Ginsburg wrote it. That oh, they bur- Howl. Howl. Yeah, Thank you. Book Howl. Yeah. Howl. They they were they starving, were starving, hysterical, naked. <laughs> yeah, that's the good quote from that. Yeah, City Lights, poetry. So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and that's even after World War II. Like, but let's even go to the 60s when they were trying to burn <laughs> Beatles records because John Lennon said, "We're bigger than Jesus." Well, did he lie? <laughs> And you know what? Actually, interesting point. You know, but I. How about this weekend? I realized that Jesus is pretty big because on Sunday, was it, sat, it was Saturday. On Saturday, 
the pro-lifers decided to bus in. <laughs> bus. So I'm walking to Mutiny Radio oh my. Or for my Saturday show at Atlas Cafe. And I'm trying to get through Civic Center. Uh-oh. And there are. So first I hear something, something, get out. This is a pro cho- cho- pro-choice city, town, something. They had it rhyming. It was really cute. And I'm like, Uh-oh. ooh, this is exciting. Am I going to a pro-choice? <laughs> I'm like, who's pro-choice rallying in San Francisco? This seems weird to me. And then I get a little farther down the street, and I'm like, oh, oh shit. I wish I was there. I saw that it on was the news. T-shirts, Bible people in T-shirts. It was the most offensive thing I saw was a group of teenage kids. Uh, one was Asian. The rest were white. They were a mix of boys and girls. They were all carrying signs that were double-sided. It had a heart on it, and it said both lives matter. But the pictorial was of a, a POC person holding a baby. So – Twelve, a little gaggle of white under white children, white, white little Christians, and the sign they're holding to say that life is important is racially skewed. These fucking little assholes. There was I saw seven year old boys handing out pamphlets, and I wanted to yell, "You don't have a dog in this fight. You're a seven year old boy." And they How talk are, about oh, so go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I, no, no, I'm just no. saying. That was just, the most offensive thing I saw was the little white kids with the signage that was clearly racist and that they were like having no acknowledgement or idea. First of all, these are the same. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. Cause no, I'm just, not, I, I'm about to get Pam. Yeah, get, a little do, bit. Do it. get the rage out. Cause I, part of me really wish I was down there, but I'm glad I wasn't. Cause I probably would have gotten trouble and arrested. <sighs> these are the same people that talk about what about the children? We got to protect the children. But you're having a small child who you probably have not even taught about sex with, the birds and bees, who doesn't even know what photosynthesis is, passing out flyers Mm. about somebody's autonomy autonomy, and and their choice. Uh When we're trying to, when they're at the age of learning what choices are and how to share, that is the most vile, gross, sick, shit yeah if they're adults i'm fine with it but you drag your children out and the kids are all holding signs and i mean i don't know i didn't realize there were so many christians in fresno i don't know where they got these people from there were buses and buses and buses big full (laughs) buses parked people i mean i saw at least 12 and two three were coming in streets were blocked off so if we think about those buses can probably hold let's say 75 people right 12 buses at 75 people. We're looking at over a thousand people that they bust in and probably more from, I, I was just, it was astounding to me how the pro-lifers could rally and why they would think that coming to San Francisco is a good idea. Like they're trying to penetrate the bubble. Can you just let us have one place? Can we have one place in the United States where we can be like, gay people are fucking cool and we're non-binary and we like the trans and we everybody gets choice because we're all people except for people who do heroin they're not people and they're dying on the streets but other than that everyone is just just imagine those christian whites uh yeah i said that on purpose i said that on purpose they're so pro-life and you're having this rally downtown. And I'm glad they were here. I'm glad mm. I, I'm glad they were here. Bring more shit like that here. So that way, ooh, I hope they have a Trump rally here. Oh you know why? God. Yeah, yeah, I said that. I don't want to get in I trouble. said that. 
Oh, no, I love it. I love it. But you know why? Because I love having conversations with these people because they make no sense. And you know why? And the thing is, I'm sure those people, as pro-life those fuckers are, sorry, I shouldn't be cursing. I'm trying to cut back. Do they know what their surroundings, all those people who are questionably housed, who have no place, what about their life too, huh? Mm -hmm. And it's so funny to me that you come in here bus bussing yourself in here which mm-hmm. come on thank you for giving us the uh, i hope you spent some money downtown yeah i hope you, bought some lunches I, yeah, I hope you gave us some revenue I hope you thank tipped you your waiters please. yes i'm sure you guys go. probably got a drink after that at the hotel right by there yeah, talked about they, your pro rally oh, so <laughs> successful we changed all the minds of these heathens um thank you yeah. for your revenue but my thing is it's all there it's all about hypocrisy Mm -hmm. my if you don't want an abortion don't Don't get get one one. it's not your business and you know again you know what else gets lost in the conversation rape yeah sure absolutely a hundred percent uh crazy things that happen within families incest like and also just the ability to make a choice i have the whole joke about it but honestly america you wouldn't want me having kids. It wouldn't have been a good idea. Wasn't in the cards for me. Really glad didn't have to do that. I mean, if they're so pro-life and you really want someone to have a baby, give them a million dollars. You know, and you know. So that they can, you know, come on. And these people, you know, most of them, of course, all those people, you know, vote Republican. And so if you want, again, want to talk about pro-life, here's a prime example of what pro-life is. In the state of Iowa, the Republican Party right now, it, for those who have to, who are on food stamps, so if you were in Iowa, you'd be fucked. Listen to this. They cannot buy fresh meat. They cannot buy cheese. Uh, they're very, they're limited. Yeah. Let me, I They've will limited up. food stamps in Iowa. Yes. So that there's, so, so, cause I know in San Francisco we're limited between hot and cold, meaning that if you don't have access to sense. a kitchen, then you have hot stamps, which is great because you don't have the ability for hot food. I have a kitchen. I have cold stamps. It's, okay. Yeah. I can't believe that Iowa's taking away. They don't want people to eat. They want, they don't like poor people. That's and these, so and what's, crazy. what's, what's unfortunate is you know, some of those people who vote in this party, because uh, let's not forget Iowa is a red state. Those people are poor, too. So this right. is from so this is from Time magazine. Iowa's GOP wants to limit SNAP's food list. Here are some of the impact that could uh, uh, that impact vulnerable communities. So Iowa Republicans drafted a bill, which is uh, Bill 39 which would require SNAP recipients to have more restrictive food uh, items that they can buy. So So no more foie gras with food stamps in Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's okay. I I love my foie gras. (laughs) I mean, that would would include, like, those from WIC as well. Oh, man. So these are pro-life, right? Yeah. Um, But But don't give people food, access to food. I mean, I remember Trump tried to do this for a minute. He said, hey, the way that we can save a lot of money with the United States is if we, they don't have choices anymore. We give them the food they get to have for their food stamps. Like we send them the, like, like a box of um, like Blue Apron or something, but you don't get to choose. And I'm like, but what? Wait a minute. What? Come on. 
And and here's the thing about uh, in the state of Iowa, it's an agricultural place. Yeah. So if the, the Republicans, the they love money, they would be hurting the farmers. Uh. Because think about it. If if these people like ban like uh, meats, cheeses, certain dairies, I believe there's a limit on eggs. Basically, Ooh. rice and bean diet is what they'll be able wow. to have. Um, that means that there's going to be a lot of wasted food. Sure, sure. You know, because I don't think there's a lot of millionaires in Iowa. I don't know anything about Iowa. Honestly, I know I know a little I can't, bit. I mean, I can point to it on a map. Um, but to be honest with you, Idaho and Iowa, very confusing to me. <laughs> also, Idaho, I think, is a made-up name, but Iowa is Iowa uh, indigenous. It was, yeah, indigenous uh, tribe. It's so funny when you look at some of our words and our states, and they are indi- Illinois, uh, the Dakotas. Dakotas. Uh, uh, um, so many of them, right? Wyoming? Wyo- is that one? Yeah. It's got to be, right? But so I got, uh, this is from the Gazette in Iowa. The SNAP users would no longer, I didn't know this part, would no longer be able to purchase within the aid many foods, others including meat, poultry, fish, Canned fruits, vegetables, and items commonly used in prep food preparation like butter, flour, spices, <gasps> seasoning, sugar, vegetable oil, ketchup, and mustard. What do you get with food? Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is everything. Snap, but Snap users will no longer be able to purchase with the aid of many other foods. I'm repeating this because I can't believe what I just read. Meat, poultry, fish, canned fruits, vegetables, and items commonly used in food preparation like butter, Flour, spices, and seasoning, sugar, vegetable oil, ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, and other kind. What? Wow. No fruit? Well, no canned fruit, so maybe. No, no. How much fresh fruit no, do you get? No, it says not, no canned fruits are not on. You cannot. Oh, okay. Fruits. No fruits. What do it people says, in it Iowa says eat? canned fruits and vegetables. So, so they only get to eat Twinkies? Like, what, what yeah. do they get to eat? Just processed Proce- foods? So all they get to eat is, like, boxed mac and cheese. What are kids are supposed to eat? I mean, I if you can't buy flour to make bread, how do you you got to buy cheap crappy bread? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Butter? I know. It's but um, these, but things these are the are it, yeah, the United States has fallen apart. It's uh wow. I I so who so who's running? You say I think Trump's going to run again, but you oh, think yeah, to Satan's going to run. Yeah. And what what are our options? Kamala? Well. AOC? No, AOC. Not, she's not old enough yet. Nancy Pelosi? Oh, she's retired. No, that's the problem with our party right now. People are, people think, <laughs> unfortunately, Hillary. the, D, the DNC. No, please, God, no. Stay in the woods. <laughs> Stay in the woods. This is the problem. The Democratic <laughs> Party does not have anybody, anyone that is viable, they shut down because they're not part of the the political machine. Sure. So, like for example, Bernie's too old now, right? So, uh-huh. for example, what's going on in our Senate? So, Diane. So, you know who Katie Porter is, right? I know who Diane Feinstein is. Okay, well, Katie Porter is one of the representatives. I forgot where she's located in California, but she's the one that uh, has the board, and she's always um, going off on. Uh, rich uh, CEOs and stuff and, and uh, representatives. Already. And she used to be a school teacher. Cool. So she 
is a progressive and she is also trying to go, you know, for Feinstein's seat. Mm. But um, another guy, why am I blanking on his name, who is a moderate, they put more money into him mm. because he has big business behind him. Sure. Um, let me see. Let me find his name. What about Kamala, somewhere. though? You're not into her. She ain't. No, no. I haven't even heard a whisper of her name in the Gestalt lately. And nobody, I mean, I rarely, the only time I hear about Sleepy Joe is in, in jokes on stage, which are always the same, that he'll, don't worry, he'll be dead tomorrow. And, <laughs> and then we'll have, we'll have uh, President Kamala. But I don't, I haven't heard hide nor hair about her or anything. Not that I'm really actively paying attention, but. I've lit my ears to the ground. <laughs> I mean, I see what's going on. Um, San Francisco's falling apart, though. Today, walking down Hyde Street felt like Intervention Live. Oh. It was like, is it? It was like if Intervention was on tour, and they were just setting down in cities, and they're like, "Hey, feel better about yourself because you're not this guy on heroin right here." It was. <laughs> it was like Intervention Live. It was pretty rough today. It was nice. Uh, maybe it was because the sunshine was out, so everyone was just in the sunshine. But uh, Hyde Street today was really savory. How about that? That's a good word. Tragic. For it. it was pretty tragic. Yeah, it was rough today. There. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I don't know what the future of San Francisco brings, but uh, you know, now yeah, deli sandwiches are twelve dollars. So even on food stamps, if you got a Got to split one with a friend. And then to add on to the mess that you're talking about, about we'll just say the Bay Area at this point, a lot of tech people are getting laid off. I believe Google right. said they're laying off about nine or 10,000 people or something like that. They're not the only ones that have been laying off people since late last year. Well, they realized post-pandemic that they don't need as many people working from home. Like they can do everything remotely. And they don't need as many people. Oh, look, automation killed everything. And it's like what people were saying. Oh, AI is going to replace us. Well, computers are already sort of replacing us. If we have the technology that you don't even need the human to go in the office anymore, like it's all like what are we making? What are we creating? I, I don't even understand. A I'm disaster. so confused at this point. Adam Shift. That was the guy. That's the guy that's possibly taking Diane Feinstein's. I like that last name, Shift. Yeah, he shifted. Ooh, <laughs> let's shift different yeah, directions. Yeah, but he's more of a moderate and established. Um, so he has like a lot of corporate donors behind him. So that's why the Democrats are pushing him for rather than Katie Porter, who does, you know, she checks CEOs and she's for free health care and all this. Ooh, so free health care. You know, but. Sorry, didn't no, no, no. Please. Free healthcare is so important, but I think that a lot of the Republicans have a problem with free healthcare because they think that all us poor people are just going to be running around getting abortions with their free healthcare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're getting e we're getting lobsters with that EBT, and we're getting abortions every six weeks. Right, and you know what? What's funny is we probably won't even have to have abortion because they'll starve people to death. Ah, and that's what this bill seems like. It, you know. Starve them out of people. Iowa. Hey, poor people just don't live in Iowa anymore. And then you don't even have to be completely poor to be on SNAP. You could have lost your job. Sure, lots of things People, happen. I mean, like I just said, people are getting laid off. And if you have a family of three and I can't buy 
meat, vegetables, butter, yeah. flour. How are you going to feed? What do you get? Oh, you get oatmeal with water? You can't have butter in your oatmeal? The, oh, you can't have butter or sugar in your oatmeal. You can just have... Prison food. Prison food, yeah. You get you get gruel and you will be happy, poor person. Like Aww. the hospital food is better than what what these Republicans are doing. That it's, actually should be completely illegal for them to do. Well, I don't it's it's the same thing of people make choices and and it's good to have choice. Like I'm glad that I had the choice not have children right now because there's no way I would be able to run this business and have children. There's no way I would be able to live my life in a semi-effective way. I'm not going to say that my life is lived completely effectively. Far from it. But it's more effective than it would be if I had two kids. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Although one of them would be old enough, maybe I'd be like, you go work and give mommy some money. But, I mean, and it's how can they say, you're, it's like people don't understand what's going on in other people's lives. You have to have empathy. Like, you mm -hmm. don't know if someone just got broken up with by their, like, husband or boyfriend or if they their wife just left them. You don't know this shit. You don't know. Lauren Crowd has a joke. You don't know if a person is, like, walking that fine line between should I have chicken for lunch or shoot myself. You don't know. And you can't go into someone else's life and say, you don't get food anymore. Because you, it's like, wait a minute. You're punishing. Well, yeah, they're punishing. And so you, are you going to, I mean, I, God, I hope California doesn't come after stuff like that. But the, re the reason that this radio station is able to be run is that I have food stamps so I can feed myself because I don't make enough money running it and keeping it going. So it, but is that, so, so would a Republican say, well, then dump that stupid radio station and go be a secretary somewhere or go be a part of the, you know, go, you ever, there's so many jobs. Why don't you just go work food service? And it's like. You still have to be. Um, no, I don't know. And that's the thing. Walmart, is, you can have a job, for example. Most, a lot of people who are, are the system do have jobs. It's right. not like a lot of people are sitting chilling. Right. And like, woo, government got me taken care of. No. Because no. how am I going to get clothes? Right. How am I going to like put gas in the car if I have a car? And so, and if people are sitting at home, it's probably either disability and they have an inability to work, or hey, maybe they have a lot of kids at home and, and they they're taking afford, care of the kids and they can't afford childcare. Right. And so, but how is that taking care of your own kids? You don't get paid for, but you have to pay other people to take care of your kids. It's like it, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. So when people are just like, "Oh, they're staying home, being lazy," no, raising children is not lazy. We should be paying mothers. I think any person with a child who stays home with their child should have a stipend. There should be money. They should be paid for that. There should be a 401k. There should be a, there, it should be worth something to be, to choose to be a caretaker of children forever. Like it, and it's, it's nuts to me that that doesn't exist because you know what? It's a real job. Dudes could be caretakers for kids too. <laughs> you could have, and we have enough resources to take care of everybody. We just choose not to, which is the thing that, you know, I just, it grinds my gears. It's like, so should I just become a less empathetic person? Should I, do I need to become harder and be like, you know, do I, it, it is the only way to be successful to sell in to the capitalist system? Is that the only way? Listen, you can be 
we're all capitalists at, of some sort, unfortunately, because we have to buy things to live. But you can also have empathy. I just, I'm just so sick and tired of thinking because it hasn't happened to them, not to feel any, to not empathize with people's situations, because eventually it could happen to you, you know. Yeah. And and it, it, even if you are wealthy. Things happen to people. Yeah, you find out that your son is a degenerate gambler and that they stole all the money. Or, or drug addict. Or, or a drug addict. Or, but when you have a lot of money, it's easy to hide those issues for longer. <laughs> but you still have to deal with them. You Sometimes, st I guess. You still yeah, have Robert to deal Dal with Downey them. Jr., definitely. And the only reason that name came out of my mouth is I just watched a terrible movie from 1987 called The Pickup Artist. Oh, my God, had, I remember that movie. It had Ro Molly Ringwald. And... Robert it's Downey Jr. And Robert Downey Jr. And so, but he didn't say Jr. then. It just said Robert Downey. 1987, he was very young. And um, I want, and I did it off of John Hughes films because I've been watching a lot of John Hughes films, which mm -hmm. have a lot of uh, misogyny and homophobia in them. And I wanted to start a project here at the station where we screen misogynistic movies from the 80s and then we bring in a panel of feminists to talk on them. So, like, the opening scene of that movie is that this rich guy is trying to pimp out Molly Ringwald to this other rich guy because her father has a gambling debt because the other guy's, like, an illegal bookie gambling guy. Or you got, God, so the whole crux of the movie is that Molly Ringwald is trying to save her dad's life, who is played by Dennis Hopper, trying to save her dad's life from a gambling debt, and the crux of it is she's so pretty and so unusual that these, and and the guys have a weird accent, and one of them seems, it's pretty, it's also pretty racist. Yeah. It was like a rich Arab guy or something. He's like, I want the redhead. And he's like, I don't think she's for, and so then he sends the other girl over, who's the girl from Saturday Night Live, who is the dumb blonde who had the weird Victoria voice. Principal. Victoria Principal. I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, right? so I totally forgot and so, how that's... So exactly, <laughs> and I hadn't seen it since I was a kid either, so I'm like spelunking old. So I watched Pretty in Pink, and I'm like, oh, it's the rich kids can against it, the poor it, kids. Can oh, I please. start? Yes. Can I... I was just going to say, I'm like, back to back, that's just like Pretty in Pink. Yeah. <laughs> because Molly Rieger, I'm like, did Molly Rieger play the same movie twice? Oh, and three don't forget. Times. Three times. Three times. candles, man. Fresh, fresh, horse, uh, fresh horses. I don't Do remember you remember that, that? with Andrew McCarthy? That. Oh, and, my God, they did another movie. And, and uh, Molly Ringwald, because wow. she was poor again. See, there's something about redheads they were trying to stereotype yeah. back then. But anyway, I just, it, I totally. I hadn't seen that movie since probably like the nineties. Right. And I and I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that kind of like how Pretty and Pink started? Because Blaine, played by yes, Jane Spader, wanted to have sex with her. Yeah. And she said, and no, no, I'm not interested in you. And, and then, then Andrew McCarthy he, comes in. And tries to get to know her. And then he's like, Why would you want to be with a poor girl like that? That's gross. And then they like so much subterfuge. And like they call Ducky the only cool guy in it. Yes. Like they call him the F word a billion times. Yes, 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 and, yes. Um, and the, the older friend, here's the worst part. The older friend of Pretty in Pink. I who love has, her. Um, I love her. I own, it's played by. Designing woman. Um, uh, She's in Ghostbusters. Um, Oh my God. She's so great. She, and I try to. Andy Potts. Andy Potts. She's so funny. I, and the movie's so great because she has her own personality. And I she's love her so style great. And she movie. lives this life and she has this great costuming thing. And then at the end, she meets a stockbroker and she becomes yep. normal. 
she changes her hair and wears a different outfit and she and sells she, out she for a guy. One guy finally goes, oh, I like you. I, and She becomes a yuppie. And she becomes <laughs> like that. She sells out. I'm like, what? So I thought, when I've been seeing these movies, I thought, we've got to screen these in Mutiny Radio with a panel of fucking feminists. And so it's like MST3K, like, but with feminist tropes over it. Because I didn't even realize all of these John Hughes films, they open with... The racism in Sixteen Candles. Yes, Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong. I was just getting ready to go there. And then the one beautiful tall girl. Did you say a black guy? No, a black eye. You remember that? (laughs) Black eye. They have a. It's a terribly. But then also like, it's it's misogynistic in that the one the girl the tall girl who's like has the big boobs and it's like I can run that fast and I'm this and that. Everyone else is like, oh, you're weird and gross, and he's like, oh, I like her boobs. So, and then. And then the, the pretty girl is drunk all the time, and then she's, like, blacked out, and they're fine with the concept of blackout date rape all the time. They even have a line where the cute guy goes, she's so, she's so drunk, I could do anything I wanted to her right the now. The devil and the angel no, part? There, it wasn't even that. It was, or no, there was that part, too. <laughs> with Anthony it's, Michael Hall driving the car. Right, and then, <laughs> like, he takes advantage of this drunk girl, too. There is so much to unpack in this movie that we all just went... <laughs> Oh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's still one and of my favorite. I just watched movies. some kind of wonderful, and it's That's like another one. I know. Oh my god, the, that makes really, me mad. Right, and Eric Stoltz wants the really, really pretty girl, and he's like this artist, but he's like, oh, my future. And at the end, like finally, he's with the girl he should have been with, but it's because she's a tomboy. And she's I like love non-binary. Mary Stuart Masterson in she's that movie. Great. She's awesome. I always cheered for her. And she's in like, that it's like the first non-binary character, really. If you look in. It's like the first represented non-binary she character in She was the in ducky film. in right. some kind of and wonderful... And they called her Watts. And so, of course, yeah. there's like a nickname and this and that. And, and she wasn't wealthy. And she wasn't wealthy either. Well, her family was all fucked up. Her dad was gone and, and all this stuff. And she was an outcast and outcast. But it was also about like the rich guy. The rich Again. Guy, he says he owns... At one point, he rides up with the girlfriend, the pretty girl. And Eric Stoltz is putting gas in the car. And he's like... He gives him an extra $10 tip, and he goes, that's $10 for the look. Don't look at my property. And, like, it's his so gross. Yes. His girlfriend, he's talking about his car and his girlfriend <laughs> and his property. Throughout the whole movie, she isn't a person. She's just a token that's, like, passed around from person to person until you finally get to get, her, get to know her personality a little bit when she's on that date with him. And it's like, so anyways, I want to watch these movies with so down for right? doing this exactly i have another one to throw in there please weird science is another oh one. my god they build, <laughs> oh, they the perfect. build a perfect woman they build two teenage boys build a woman who becomes their sort of slave person ferris bueller has some racism <laughs> racism <laughs> It's, I mean, it's everywhere. I will say Ferris Bueller is not as bad not in as contrast bad. to, and Home Alone is not as bad in con- contrast to 16 Candles, Weird Science. Fuck you, pick up our, I see, I now, now, now I gotta read. The wasn't actually a John Hughes film. The only reason it got in my queue is that Molly, Wing, Molly uh. Ringwald, because I had just watched 16 candles okay. and gone motherfucker and <laughs> the whole thing about that she's the, the, the getting married the whole all of it all of it and the, she's like you're just jealous because i'm getting married and it's yes, like yes you're, and you're not getting any attention <laughs> because she's seven dude yeah. she's 16 why would she be getting <laughs> right all of the it's just 
the looking for a man and your life isn't complete until you have a boyfriend, even that, mm -hmm. that Molly Ringwald's whole existence is that she's like, this guy is so cute. And then at the end, like, he's like, I'm looking, anyways, okay. So that <laughs> setup, terrible. Uh, Why they always gotta science, treat- science, terrible. Why they gotta treat, I just, I'm also noticing something too as I'm thinking about it as you're talking. Why they gotta treat Molly Ring around? They treated her like the redhead stepchild. Yeah, you did. notice she was always put up against the blonde yeah, that was right. supposed to be. But again, Molly Ringwald wins in the end, but she has to go through all these trials and tribulations, which that's no shout out to her because she was she was like literally 15, 16 when she did 16 candles. Yeah, yeah. And like the pickup artist, I think she was like only 19, 20. Right. So she wasn't like her first adult role wasn't in, Technically, wasn't until 1988 when she was like 21. So this this film came out in 87. So 87, yeah. Filmed in 86. So yeah, she yeah. Was, she was all around those ages. Yeah. So it, it was just like, and damn. She, did, she played kind of the same character. This, I and they did it twice because they did it in Pretty in Pink where her dad is kind of messed up, and they did it again in Pickup Artist. Her dad is kind of messed <laughs> up, and she's trying to help him out, and she's this like together smart person, and she's like. No, I'm gonna fight the mob, and it's like no, you're and, and she's anyways, and this guy, this savior guy, who's like a do piece of dog shit, is the one that saves the day, like so. This irredeemable fucking womanizer is the one that finally the cute redhead changes his mind. It's like it's the same trope in Pretty Woman, where like she's oh a pro God. she's a good-hearted prostitute, oh and she just finds that one rich guy who's like i not just using you for sex or whatever oh, i don't God. know but it's like what i ah. do you do you realize there are grown ass women in their 30s 40s 50s 60s that say that's my favorite love story romantic movie and people really think that could possibly happen like I'm a good-hearted prostitute, yeah. and he's just gonna find me. Like you really think there's a, going to be a Richard Gear out there to save you? <laughs> like even when that okay, I probably saw it a couple years after that movie came out because it came out when I was a little bit young, like eight or nine. So I probably caught, watched it when I was like, I don't know, ten. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but even then, I was like, this movie's bullshit because I'm like, ain't no way that all of a sudden. Like, the only realest part in that movie was, and you know what part I'm about to say, is when she went to that dress store in Beverly oh, Hills. Uh -huh. And they were like, you aren't good enough You don't to be belong here. here. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. that was the only honest part of that whole fucking film, yeah. which that was not a John Hughes movie, you guys. No, no, no. We're just, we're off we're the just, rails. We're, we're just talking just... about misogyny in early 90s and, and late 80s movies. So this is, this is funny. This just came to my head. When I, because in the 80s, uh, until the early 90s, I was a very, 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 very super Christian. And I remember watching movies like um, uh, the one where they're all trapped in the high school, Breakfast Club, which is a John Oh, that's Hughes another. Movie. And I remember watching that John and thinking again. to myself, how sad for all of these people. How do they live their lives without Jesus Christ? Like, how can they possibly, <laughs> thank you, I know, it's funny. How can they possibly live like, fulfilled high school student lives without the word of Jesus and the hand of the Lord in shaping them. And none of them mention this in any of the movies. How is this possible? This is so 1989, Pam, isn't right? it? Right? It's so, <laughs> like, I'm, it, we're, you know, we're at school and it's like, oh, did you see 16 Candles? Yeah, 
I really liked it, except I just don't understand how any of those people were living without mentioning the Lord Jesus Christ once. Like, there's another movie, and only certain people of a certain age know this movie. And that would be Teen Witch. Teen Witch! You've mentioned it before. Teen Witch! And yeah, uh, give me the. I, I barely remember Teen Witch. Um, I remember Teen Wolf. Was Teen Wolf before or after Teen Witch? And were oh, they before. Because oh, okay. Teen Witch came out like, I think, late 80s, early 90s. Because I remember watching it on HBO when I was a kid. Okay. And um, she. Oh my God, it's been that long since I've seen it. I forgot how she turns into a witch or what have you, but she basically was a nerd and then not popular. You know, this basic trope of that era. And then all of a sudden, you know, she gets the spell and she gets, you know, all this whole makeover and stuff and confidence. Super popular. And then she's like, I don't want to take that. You know, there's like this whole like dance. And then she likes a guy and then she. He says, you used your witchcraft on me. And she's like, no, I actually didn't. You're the only thing I didn't use it for. And he's like, you're a liar. And then there's like a big problem. And she's like, why don't you like me? If you, you were the only one who's supposed to like me for me. Yeah, I know. Putting the man back in romance. That's what they were doing. <laughs> Taking the man out of romance. It's all a problem. See, now I'm going to have to go and rewatch some of these movies oh, yeah. and cringe and laugh at the same oh, time. Play the game. Play the misogyny homophobia game where you count the seconds before they say something incredibly homophobic or they do something incredibly misogynistic on stage or on on screen. Before they stare at someone's boobs or they make a specific reference to their specific body parts or that they're a slut Mm -hmm. or that there's something, it's like- Or if you're different, if you're different, you're poor. Yeah, and none of those movies can pass the Bechdel test. None of them, (laughs) none of them. You know what's funny? I'm just noticing the era of these movies, too, because, you know, as I mean, I loved teen comedies. We all grew up to them and especially John Hughes movies. But then there's like that whole like before John Hughes, there's like um, the sex teen comedies like uh, oh, right. like private school sure, and, like, and um, like Porky's um, Porky's. Or... And um, what's the other one? Um, Phoebe Kate's Fast Times at Richmond High. Sure, 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 sure. And sure. then there's another one that has Matthew Modine in it. Oh, and, and he's a wrestler. Yes, he Vision runs. Quest. Oh, my God. <laughs> with, the, with the song from, um, and I know that because Madonna, Madonna did, did, the, the song, did the song. Madonna did the song, yeah. That's, oh, that's uh, crazy I'm for crazy you. crazy for you. Madonna will be here in the fall, by the way. Oh, that's um, but, but and he wore plastic bags to like lose weight. And wasn't she older than him? She was, was older all, than him. And that was like the idea, like, ooh, an older woman, and he's in high school. It's like, ah, it's like he's in high school and running with the plastic bags. She shouldn't be. Which he was he was in high school too. So but like there's an era between sure. like I want to say 1989 to like 19, 19 not 1989, 1981 to like 1984, 85, where there is more of a sexteen comedy thing. Sure, sure. And then that's when John Hughes comes in right. where he cleans, he cleans it up. Cleans it up a little bit, but a not little, really. But not <laughs> because at the party when they go to Sixteen Candles. When they get to the house party, like there's a the first thing you see in the other room is a girl in her bra and underwears with a bottle of alcohol dancing and being like, it's like, get those teenage girls drunk and they will take their clothes off. And that's not a good thing to teach people on screen, either for the girls or the boys. What's the fourth scene in 16 Candles when they're in the locker room? 
Oh, titties. And the boobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boom, and they even do the, 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 the And by the way, this movie's PG. Yeah, it's, it's okay. They could show boobs once. I don't, I don't mind boobs. Yeah, it's the way I that think they it's do the it. violence that should be more sure. rated R. Sure. Tits and ass, we all got it. Yep. But it, it it's just because. <laughs> but the thing is, it's, the misogyny is boom. Yeah, the, the male the male gaze is you clear don't see because the girls are like, wow, look at her breasts. They are perfect breasts. Right, exactly. And they do that too in the scene with some kind of wonderful when oh um, Mary Stuart Masterson is in the locker room and she's wearing boxer shorts and her t shirt and she sees the one who's the she's the mother. And the love interest in Back to the Future, um, Allie, not Allie. Let me look and see who else is the cast in some kind and of it, wonderful. She's, but it's that she's the redhead, and she they show they have a th- scene of her in the locker room, and it's like whoa, she's super hot. Um, and Mary oh, Stuart oh, Masterson. Oh, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson, right? Leah Thompson. I forgot she was in that. Yeah, and they were. She was comparing herself to her, and how she's like looking at her body, being like, "Oh, it's not good enough." And I'm just like, "Oh, why are these in movies?" And that's just it's just indicative of how I grew up, and it's hard to reconcile myself now with the kids, where they see that and go, "Oh, that's funny," and they don't like it. When you show that to children over and over, it affects them. <laughs> like, it affects the kind of relationships that you expect in high school, or what you expect you're supposed to do, or how you expect it's supposed to be. And none of that is none of that is true. <laughs> and and you know the thing is, you know, because those movies, especially John Hughes movies, as a black girl who grew up in a small town and then also lived in suburbia, I didn't. That was. I still like those movies, but there was no resident resident. Eh representation no representation uh, and the only people that i could that re, that that i could be familiar with in some of those characters Tori Hemplo, ali sheedy's character in oh, breakfast club uh-huh. she outcast which the outcast sure. which i i mean i loved her character because that's kind hair. of um coincidence yeah <laughs> that, that, yeah exactly or you know i liked long duck dong because well that's the only person he was of color. the other sure. he's the other and then uh you know and that's really yeah there isn't there basically like some kind of wonderful i hadn't seen that i've only seen it twice in my lifetime there's black hair there's there's one black character but he's the heavy so there's a character duncan who's like he wears a vest and he's got leather and they meet in um they meet and hang out in um, detention that... together okay and all the detention guys kind of come to his rescue at the end and one of them is black so it's basically like of the bad people one of them has long hair and like he looks like a stoner one of them has a shaved head and he's like leathered out and looks like a skinhead and the other one is just big and black and that's those are the heavies in that movie <laughs> No, no black chicks. No, black only, chicks. only, only as extras. I think the first black chick that I ever noticed in a movie in a big role in a high school film like that would be Clueless. And that was in 1995. And that was, and that was when I was like seventh grade. And there were two black characters because there was the boy black character who yeah, ended up Dion, being uh, Dion and her, uh, her boyfriend right. uh, who was um, he got to be a Scrubs. Scrubs, yeah. yeah his character's name for his character's name too but he and they make jokes about about he's the token black guy they actually make a joke about it yeah <laughs> like it's in the script but that's i think one of the first times in a teenage high school based comedy type thing because even look at the first scream movies 
Were there African American? Was there POC? Not, not in the first one, the right. second one. But I can I can tell you that when I was a teenager, or I'll even say like preteen, like that's when I was watching House Party. Oh, all right, yeah, Hell and yeah. that came out in eighty nine ninety. Right. So that was the first time I saw full cast, full cast of black people. Great fucking movies still to this very day that were in high school that had sure. the high school. They didn't have these tropes of what I was used to watching it, like John Hughes movies. Sure. But they also had the nerd, the like the asshole, you know, because right. we all have those in high school. Those are just typical high school characters. But it also had the representation of like th this, like things like how normal but not normal high school is and how frustrating but also at the same time, you still have it trying to have a good time and yet to do the, with the trials and tribulations and also a great fucking soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. House and great Party dancing. One, House Party one and it was great. And House Party two, um, the pajama jammy jam also. <laughs> you you uh, remember yeah, that? Pajama jammy jam. <laughs> oh my God. Pajama jammy jam. Yeah. But I, that might've been one of the first other than the color purple or other than the Cosby show or different world, different world. Those were the only times that I was like, whoa, the whole cast is black. Wow. Um, different strokes. That was like, wow. When I was little, I was like, oh, look, there's, wow, there's black kids on this. Wow. <laughs> and then even Silver Spoons when they brought yes. in. Yes. Face to face. Yeah, I love that show. show. Yeah. And they had the, they had the, the guy who uh, became. Alfonso Ribeiro, who's a sellout. Well, he became on the French Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Bel which I think also Carl came off. Of, 19, I, the, the that's Cosby 1990, show, yep. Yeah, the Cosby Show really was groundbreaking in mm -hmm. that way, and it's really unfortunate that the mask has been lifted and that he isn't truly the dad we all wanted. But yeah. from that show spawned so many other opportunities. Yeah, and, and exactly. That's why I can't down the Cosby Show. But that also, with the Cosby Show, that also showed you what black life and black teenage, like he had, what, three teenage kids yeah, exactly. in the house. Yeah. And they would bring their friends over. So you would get to introduce to introduce to their friends sure. and what teenage life was. And so that was like 84. Right. And... And, but how? But there's also School Days. Um, school that's actually days. that's actually a more college movie. That's a Spike Lee movie that okay. came out in 1988. Yeah, God you bless Spike Lee. You need to watch that movie. But out of all the teen comedies, like to, I mean, House Party, I will watch constantly. But I also have a thing for Sixteen Candles. I know, right? <laughs> because it is. I cried. I cried. <laughs> the soundtrack's amazing. At the too. end, the soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> Actually, the soundtracks of most all John, John Hughes, Hughes movies films are, are fantastic. Yeah, and it was it was a really really great. And that's the thing about Pretty in Pink. The soundtrack is so it's, good. So much of it is New Order. And when he's yes! riding around on his bike. Destruction. Do, 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 and then OMD. <laughs> if you leave oh yeah i won't cry oh god I, uh, yeah tears. i mean yeah, yeah. and the purity pick is also one of my favorite but it's all these things too that are problematic that are just like like i've i've seen the i've seen 16 candles not that long ago because for some reason i'll watch it like maybe a couple times a year yeah. just because it's one of my favorites. Yeah, but okay. every time I watch it, and as I get older, I do find something. Oh my God, every time. Problematic. And also, same goes with Weird Science. That's yes. a, it's another one. And in one. both movies, they <laughs> trash someone else's house. What is it about ridiculously trashing rich people's houses? 
This is not, this is like just the blatant disregard for property. That part makes me for mad. anyone's too. property. Like these kids, and, and that the kid, and that the rich kid doesn't care. He's like, yeah, take this Rolls Royce and this girl. No problem. I'm a rich kid. It doesn't matter. Everything, I'm driving around in a Porsche. And at the end, it's like, he's the fucking hero. Anyway, it's all, it's all very problematic for me. Can I say, even as a child watching that, both of those movies, I'm like, who are your parents? Yeah, where <laughs> like, are they? Why would you trash that nice? Like, even, like, luckily in uh, Weird Science, um, uh, Kelly LeBrock had magical powers to bring yes. everything back together. Right. But with... And on 16 Candles, one of the images I'll never forget is, how dare you put a pizza on a turntable? Oh, right? Exactly. Farmer Ted is Ted over there is like, a <laughs> I remember that scene, yeah. But they, they, they're playing with weights upstairs. Yes. And they oh, go yes. through the whole, whole floor to the wine cellar, and everyone's like, <laughs> woo, like this is, this is, the keg goes. This is like a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage to this house, and no one seems to bat an eyelash at it. The least of all, the kid who, you know, owns the house. And let's not forget, though there is regret when he did this in Ferris Bueller. Oh yeah, with the car. Right, with the car. When he when he was so mad at his dad. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, they were just trying to put the mileage back, and right. he ends up kicking the car. Puts the car through the window, lots and lots of damage. <laughs> I've seen that house, yeah. by the way. That's a real house. Oh, wow. It's uh, it up like in the north side of Chicago. It looks like a All these films are filmed right. in Chicago, by the way. Uh, except not. Some kind, Some of, kind of wonderful is not. It's in L.A. L.A. 